Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Kindest Regards. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have a little bit of a weird one for you guys today. I'm going to start off with a sort of a rogue topic. I got my DNA tested not too long ago and I found it to be one of the most valuable, cool and most insightful things I've ever done. So I'm just going to walk you through what that actually is and what that means and why I think everyone should be getting their DNA tested. The next topic I'm going to chat about is the current trends that I love and that I hate. I feel like I have so many that I'm absolutely obsessed with at the moment and can't get enough of. And then some where I just wish they didn't exist and would bugger off. (laughs) And lastly, I'm going to talk about some of my muses at the moment that I absolutely love, some some people that I follow and some sort of public figures that I take a lot of inspiration from fashion style, vibe wise, and maybe you guys can get some inspiration out of them too. All right, so to get straight into it, I got my DNA tested a little while ago, um, definitely probably somewhere between the 12 and 24 months ago mark, and I found it to be one of the most, I don't know, it was just such a cool process and it was so valuable for me to get this information and also like a little bit creepy because obviously there are some things that you're already aware of that you just don't think they're going to pick up on. And it's just so weird and awesome how much your DNA can actually tell you about your health and your ancestry. And also some of the things that you should be mindful and weary of that you maybe haven't even thought about or didn't know. I don't know, didn't know could even be tested. So I got my DNA tested with a company called Circle DNA. Um, I just want to preface this isn't a super cheap exercise it's a couple thousand dollars you don't it's not obvious it's obviously not like something you have to do or something that you know every is going to be up everyone's alley but I think I just got so much value out of it and I didn't know a lot about it until I went on this journey so I feel like it might be interesting for some of you guys to hear or you might actually want to do this process yourself um there was so much about my health and family planning and they even go into like lifestyle predispositions different things like that that I didn't even know could be tested and all they do is take your saliva so it's not even like a blood test or anything like that by the way this company is totally legit um there's so much research you can do on the company and who sits on the board of directors and you know how this how this process actually happens, how they spin the DNA and extract all the information, et cetera. It's very transparent. Um, and one thing about the process that's also awesome is it, you can get all your results in like an app. Um, so you can download it as a PDF, but you can also go through it um, in the app in sort of step-by-step. So I'm going to be really transparent here and talk through some of my profile to tell you guys what you can find out. It's broken down in diet and, oh, just quickly, this isn't sponsored, by the way. I just always feel the need to preface that sometimes. This isn't sponsored. Um, I'm just talking about this in my own free will. Um, So the first category is diet and lifestyle. Then they go through like talent and sports performance, your genetic blueprint, uh, family planning, early detection, health and disease, and precision medicine. I'll just go into a little bit of detail about some of the more interesting ones. I won't go through everything. Um, Diet and lifestyle was so flipping cool. Um, Just something about me is I'm not like a hypochondriac, but 
I love learning about like my health and I'm a little bit, I don't know, a little bit hyper-focused, I guess, on my health a little bit. I'm always sort of conscious. So basically it tells you based on your DNA profile and what they've found, whether or not you're going to have a certain sensitivity to things. It's classified as like normal, high. Um, Most of mine was normal, but some that were high was I have a higher predisposition for celiac disease. Now, my mom has celiac disease, so it's just so weird that this stuff <laughs> comes up. But like obviously, there was some that was very affirming, like, oh, good to know, because obviously a lot of this will show you if you have an elevated risk of certain diseases or an elevated risk of certain sensitivities. And it's more just something to be aware of. I'm already intolerant to gluten. So the fact that I have a high predisposition for celiac disease is just that's not surprising. Like that seems absolutely bang on. Um, it says that I have a higher need for antioxidants and B12. Um, I know that I have a deficiency in B12 and I would get injections for B12. So that's bizarre that that, like that popped up. Like that's so weird. Obviously it will be validating if you already know certain things about yourself and these pop up. It even says things about stress and sleep, whether or not you have, um, you know, a risk of sleep apnea, what your sleep quality would be like based on your DNA, your stress tolerance, all those sort of very, very detailed things. It goes into your skin. So what your skin age would be, mine's younger. Yay. Love that for me. Um, your risk of acne, like mine's low. Um, but I do have a, a higher tendency for what were my high tendencies? Uh, hyperpigmentation, which is interesting. I don't have any yet, but it's just something to be kind of careful of. It says, do you have, you know, uh, skin bruising? Mine's average. You know, it goes into a lot of detail about that. Um, One thing that I was kind of, I don't know, excited to find out about was obviously my ancestry. I think that's something that everyone's a little bit fascinated about. I obviously knew more generally where my family came from, what my ancestry was like in that sort of, you know, grandparent, great grandparent level. But anything beyond that, I wasn't sure. So it's broken down into European, African, East Asian, Middle Eastern, South Asian, and Southeast Asian. Uh, I'm 100% European, which doesn't totally surprise me, but I'm about 50% Northwestern European, which is um, Britain, Ireland, France, Germany. My grandparents are German, and I know there's Irish in there as well for my great-grandparents, so that wasn't surprising. I'm also almost 20% Eastern European, which is like Russia, Poland, Hungary. I thought that was so interesting. I've had so many people in my life who don't know me say like, oh, where in Eastern Europe are you from? And I'm like, nowhere. Like, I don't know any ancestry that I've been told about that's from Eastern Europe, but apparently I have a bit of an Eastern Europe look about me, I guess, or something, something that makes them think I'm from there. So it's interesting to see in black and white that I am actually 20% Eastern European. I haven't, obviously it doesn't tell you where that came from. Like, I don't know how far back that is. I don't know what side that's from, but fascinating. And then like 15% Southern Europe, which is like Greek, Spain, Italy. It just goes into all that detail. Um, which is awesome. Obviously, mine's not as layered and cool as some other people's would be being 100% European, but you might have a mix of things you didn't even know about. Um, I was kind of hoping it was going to say something like, oh, you're a little bit, I don't know, 
there might be like a little bit of South Asian and I'd be like, what? But no, nothing cool like that. But hopefully if you guys get this done, there might be something a little bit more interesting. Um, There's also family planning, which goes into just keeping in mind, they test for over 500 different predispositions for diseases or um, mutations. So it'll come up as positive or negative. If you have a presence of mutations, it could be that you actually are a carrier of that mutation or that you have a high risk for symptoms. So for me, I have the only, obviously this kind of freaked me out. I'm a little bit anxious by nature. So I was obviously a little bit nervous about what was going to come up for, you know, dementia and brain health and disease risks and cancer risks and family planning. But I am of the belief that it's better to know and then go talk to your doctor than to not know. So out of many, many mutations, I only got one positive, which was for something I can't even pronounce. It's like hereditary hemochromatosis. I'm probably butchering that, but it's basically um, something that causes like joint and abdominal pain and fatigue um, during pregnancy. And I can pass that down to my kids. So sorry, guys, you might have those symptoms, but considering what could have popped up, I think that's pretty good. Uh, I had no genetic mutations for cancers, which was fantastic. And then dementia and brain health. I had a moderate risk for Alzheimer's disease, which you know, obviously we don't want, but it goes into all that kind of detail. Like that is actually how detailed it actually gets um, for diseases. This is where it got creepy, guys. Like this was just so weird. I can't explain this. I have bad hay fever. Um, I get, I have a lot of allergies for different things. Like I'll pet my fiance's dog and my hands will blow up to twice the size. So I have a very elevated risk for allergies. Um uh, temporomandibular joint disorder. I know a lot of people have that as well. It's um, in your jaw. I have that and I have an elevated risk for that. So that's bizarre. Um, there's also opioid addiction, which is interesting. Um, I have that in my family. My um, I have a family member that passed away from addiction. So that's interesting. Obviously, I'm not an opioid taker, but it's good to know um, that that is in my profile. And um, androgenetic alopecia was the only other one, which was interesting. Cause I do have like, I molt like a crazy person. So interesting to know. Um, it does go into your response to different drugs. I just thought it was so cool and awesome that we have the ability in the 21st century to lick a swab, send it somewhere else. They'll spin your DNA and you will literally find out things about yourself that you, just had no idea. Like I would never know this, you know, like there is just no way to know this. I'm obviously not going to go into every little thing because we'd be here till kingdom come, but it's fascinating to me that we can know that much about ourselves. And obviously like, you know, treat with caution. If you're someone who is a bit of a hypochondriac or, you know, you feel like this is going to be a can of worms for you, then I don't recommend going down the path. But if it is something that you're interested to know more about your lineage, your ancestry, even just that part of it's fascinating. But if you are interested in knowing more detail about your health and your profile and your DNA and whether or not, you know, you, you do have an elevated risk for certain things, it's so interesting. And obviously I understand you do have to budget for something of this nature, but if you do have any spare money and this is up your alley, I highly recommend investing because obviously you have the results forever. You only have to do it once. Your DNA isn't going to change. So it's sort of a one payment situation and then it's done. 
Um, I talk about it with a lot of people. I really, really highly recommend it. I find it so valuable. And when something pops up or something weird happens or I'm, you know, some, something weird health-wise sort of pops up, I do go back to my profile a lot and go, I wonder if I have like a risk for this. Is this happening? Or, you know, it's just interesting. Maybe it can also be a bad thing in the sense that you might start being a bit psychosomatic and noticing things that you didn't notice before, which, you know is in your head, but it can still be annoying. So yeah, obviously use with caution, but highly recommended if you're like me and you're kind of curious by nature um, and you want to know a little bit more about yourself, um, head to Circle DNA and I'm more than happy to answer more questions about it because I understand that it's an investment. So if you do want to get this done and you're interested in a little bit more detail, feel free to DM me. I'm happy to talk through a little bit more info and whatnot that you'll get. Still just saying not sponsored, but highly recommend. Okay, diving into the next topic, um, talking about the trends at the moment that I love and hate. I just want to put a little disclaimer. I'm not coming for anyone who loves the trends that I don't like. That's what makes the world go round. You're entitled to like things that I don't like. And obviously, I'm not going to like things that don't look good on me or don't suit me. So take that with that what you will. Obviously, like these don't suit me. So I'm going to think that they're not great um, and they're not flattering. And also, if I just think, I don't know, like I'm over them, you know, when like something's overexposed and you just go, oh, my gosh, like, are we done with this yet? So I have so many of those at the moment. And I think just with TikTok and Instagram, mainly TikTok, you just see something so much and then you just go, oh my gosh, like I'm over it. I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of seeing it. I think I'll go through the ones I don't like because it's obviously more interesting, but the ones I don't like tend to be that like Y2K trend. So like the low rise pants, the hectic patterns, there's like lots of butterflies and checkers and it's just not for me. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I feel like it looks a little bit childish I guess I don't know like it's a Gen Z thing and obviously like I'm identify as a millennial like I know I'm on the cusp but I feel like I'm a millennial and I sort of gravitate towards millennial trends more I'm not going to get around anything low-waisted I don't I don't think it's flattering I feel like it's flattering on like 0.5 percent of people and I just don't feel good in it like if what if I want to go have like a bowl of pasta for lunch like I can't wander around in these like I'm gonna feel feral I don't know what it is about it but like it just isn't flattering to me like I don't get it I feel like a high-waisted look it's just it hugs in all the right places. It does wonders. I just, I feel like the low rise, it's just not where it's at for me. It's just not a vibe. I know that a lot of people seem to, sometimes I feel like with trends and with like the overexposure of them on TikTok and stuff, people feel like they have to, they have to give in to a trend because they see it everywhere and they're like, oh, I better wear it. Like it must be like, you know, it's so in, I have to wear it. Like my best piece of advice is like, don't like if it doesn't suit you and you don't like it like don't buy it just because it's on trend and I feel like that's something with like the y2k trend and the low-rise pants and that whole look I'm just it's not for me you're never gonna catch me in them it's just it's not a vibe um something else that's interesting that's kind of been everywhere is like you know those Balenciaga embossed shoulder bags and there's been like so many like dupe versions of them I feel like they look so cheap and 
like so 2000s that I just can't get around them and I'm thinking like maybe this is like psychologically deeper I grew up looking at 2000s fashion obviously I was like very young in the early 2000s but it's like I feel like if you lived it already it's like too soon like I don't want to bring these trends back yet like I know fashion's cyclical but like it's too soon I'm just I'm not about it I don't like them I (laughs) I feel like I'm never gonna I've, I've tried, like I've seen them everywhere and I've tried to like be like, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe they are cute. Maybe I'm just, I don't know, maybe I'm missing something, but it's just not for me. And I feel like these trends seem to be pulled off a lot better by like younger Gen Z people. I just feel like they can get away with it more. I feel like if I tried to wear some of this stuff, it's just, it just doesn't sit right. I feel like I'm trying to be someone I'm just... <laughs> I'm just not. But some of the trends that I love that are going around at the moment, I've invested more than ever in like corset tops, like corset style tops. I feel like they're so flipping flattering. I feel like they definitely suit my body type. I have wider hips and a smaller waist. And I feel like that just hugs all the right places, I guess. So if you have a similar body type to me, like corset tops are just so flattering and figure hugging and they just do the job there's definitely like a rise in like the vintage throwback like that very old money vintage Chanel aesthetic I love that too I have so much tweed in my wardrobe I know I've said that before but I'm obsessed with it and it's every time I see something that's like that vibe I'm always tempted to just buy it because I I love it that much and I never get sick of them I also feel like just my wardrobe tends to be geared a little bit more towards neutrals just because I feel like they go so well together. I do have colors, but, you know, I'll buy like a colorful dress. I tend to like steer clear of, I I never want to rewear really bold pieces on a regular basis. So I feel like I get more wear out of all my neutrals. So that like Parisian street style, like, you know, the stripes and the cigarette pants and the trench coats, the really loose trench coats and, you know, the Hermes style sandals, that whole vibe is just so in right now. It's effortless. It's chic. I love it. And when you invest in those kinds of pieces, like they will never not look good. You know, like investing in some of these like very much of the moment trendy pieces like the Y2K vibe in uh, give it six months you know what I mean you will have spent like a bajillion dollars on a bag or like you know all these fast fashion pieces on that fit this trend and in six months time it's going to be like naff and tacky to wear them I just feel like try and find pieces that you love that are timeless and I feel like corsets are going to be around forever like so it's it's just it's never not going to look good. You know, that kind of vintage vibe, the neutrals, the, the Parisian vibe, it's never not going to look good. And it, I feel like it looks good on everyone. Maybe that's just me, but I've never seen someone wear that where it doesn't look chic and they don't pull it off. Whereas, I don't know, I feel like some of these come and go trends, they don't suit everyone. They kind of... I don't know. You, they sort of make you feel like you should be getting involved with them, but you're like, mm, no. Like, I, I still haven't even tried out the chrome nails, like the Hailey Bieber chrome nails. I just haven't jumped on board. I don't know why. I just think it's not for me. I'm not sure why. It's, I, I don't know. I just, I'm trying to tread carefully with investing and getting too down the rabbit hole with certain trends. Like, if I'm not immediately gripped by them, 
it's just it's a no from me but I guess in the interest of saying what I love and what I hate I find it interesting that the the things that I tend to love at the moment that are going around I feel like are here to stay and the trends that I hate tend to be like gone in six months and I just feel like that's really interesting like a lot of the ones I tend to gravitate towards are very very classic so if you're going to invest in pieces pick the classics you can't go wrong Okay, for the final segment of the pod, I'm just going to give you guys all the inspo. If you're like me, and I'm thinking that if you're listening to this podcast, we probably have like a bit of a similar vibe or similar interests or similar tastes of some description. So I feel like you guys are going to be with me on this. I find it really hard to find inspiration from sort of public figures or celebrities or things like that that consistent and I feel like I only have a handful and my Pinterest is just filled with them (laughs) and that's it like I don't get really anyone else's street style or it's just not for me like I can totally admire like the Bella Hadid's and that like whole vibe and aesthetic on Pinterest like love that I don't find myself copying those looks very often I don't find myself like looking them up for fashion inspo I don't know what it is it's probably because like I don't have the same body type as them and I'm I I don't think that their style kind of I don't know it's just not my vibe it's not where my head's at it's I tend to be a little bit more I'm not sure like I, I think my muses are very classic I think probably the only one that I tend to lean towards that has a lot of street style is like I do love Hailey Bieber's style and I know that she has an incredible stylist that pulls a lot of her looks and I do find them to be quite classic at times and well put together particularly a lot of her like winter looks I think are really really beautiful that like oversized coat like you know a lot of just very chic timeless looks but a lot of the other street style that I tend to see just doesn't quite hit the mark for me but I do find Hailey Bieber here and there I really do love some of her looks Rosie Huntington Whiteley never misses for me there isn't a single look that Rosie's worn that I haven't gone like yep let me let me find a way let me find a way to recreate that I'm obsessed with it it's perfect I don't know what it is about her she just like has the perfect combination of classic and trendy she knows exactly how to hit the mark every time I know she definitely leans towards like neutrals but she kind of mixes it up with like structured fits loose flowy she can be like a total like obviously I know she's got like she's got two little ones she's got like her awesome business like I think it's Rose Inc I haven't tried any of her products but I totally need to get on the bandwagon they look beautiful and sleek and stunning but she does like that like business look like that like very like power suit aesthetic she nails that but she also nails like the floaty dress and like the beachy look and every time I'm like I'd wear that I'd wear that I have like a, a board on my Pinterest that's literally just called Rosie and it's just Rosie, 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 like everything she's, she wears. And I just try and replicate them when I'm struggling for an outfit because I know that it's going to be well put together and chic. And sometimes that's how I buy new pieces of clothes is I look at sort of my muses, people that I follow, that I get inspiration from. I look at the pieces that they have and then I try and find a way to replicate that piece. Um, 
and I think that that can be more helpful for me to develop my outfits and my wardrobe than like aimlessly buying stuff off a website where I don't really know how to put together a look with it. I'm, I'm guilty of doing that. Don't get me wrong, but I try to buy more consciously so that I know that I can create looks with that piece rather than getting it thinking that's awesome, but I have nothing to wear with that. So finding a muse that you love really, you know, Pinteresting the crap out of that person and then creating looks around that can be really helpful. Kate Middleton, Catherine Middleton, the um, princess of Wales now, I, she never misses as well. Like, let's face it. She never misses. Obviously, like some of her outfits aren't super practical for like everyone's life. Like I understand she's often going to like, you know, a ball or an event or like a, you know, some kind of like really fancy engagement. So I know that a lot of her looks aren't like walk out the door wear it but some of them totally are I know she wears like J Crew and like you know she there she does wear a lot of more casual looks one thing I love about her as well is she re-wears things and I feel like that's what's missing a lot of the time from a lot of these celebrities like street style aesthetics is they'll put together these looks and like you don't see the same outfit twice and like that's just not realistic like people are going to wear the same coat like what you know it's more about like how to to find different ways to use that piece of like that item of clothing in different looks in you know a cool way that where it can you know you can have different vibes with that one piece but one thing I love about Kate is she will wear the same outfit twice which is just like normal people you know whereas some of these like more curated celebrities they they don't need to do that they have the luxury of like you know stylists pulling pieces for them all the time but it can be hard sometimes to create looks around that when that's not how like most people's lives operate so I feel like Kate Middleton rewears a lot of the same pieces which can be really helpful to try and mix and match looks um something just like touching less on like the full-on celebrity vibe and more the like influencer uh, sort of aesthetic I do love the Matilda Jerf look. I know that that's like super overexposed and trendy and I really do love it. I love that she advocates for like comfort and fashion. She's like, I'm never going to wear something that's uncomfortable. And I really do love that, that she's really advocates for feeling good and being comfortable in what you're wearing. And I think that that's something we all need to probably pay a little bit more attention to that you shouldn't feel you know, uncomfortable and that you've constantly got to be fiddling and worried about this part and this part of your outfit. Like, yeah, if it's not comfortable, you shouldn't wear it. And I love that sort of vibe that she pushes. Some of the clothes she wears aren't exactly me. I haven't actually purchased anything from Jeff Avenue, but I've, I've been tempted to so many times. I do love some of the blazers and the pieces and they're always going to be, you know, on brand, on trend, love those. But some other sort of influences that I really do like that are a little bit more of that Parisian street style um, rather than the Stockholm. But I do like I do like that sort of Stockholmy vibe. But is Claire Rose? She's amazing, and also um, I know her Instagram's Lily Grace P. She does it as well. Claire and Lily's sort of aesthetic is a bit similar, and they do those like incredible reels where they'll give you like five different sort of outfits and looks in a different way and then you can kind of recreate them yourself I just I find that content so absorbable like absorbable absorbable is that a word absorb we're not going to question it at this point digestible I find that content really digestible and 
you know, you can recreate it. And that's sort of all I'm after from that kind of content is I want to be able to be like, that looks amazing. How can I do that in my own wardrobe? And I feel like those influences really allow me to invest in pieces and create new looks. And I find, I don't know if you guys find this, but whenever I clear out my wardrobe, the items that I tend to clear out are either items that you know, I'm sick of, which is totally fine. You can get sick of pieces. You can wear them to death. And then you're like, you know, this is one wear away from having a hole in it. I got to reinvest. But a lot of the pieces that I tend to get rid of sooner and like donate or sell are pieces that aren't like, they might be really bold, really bright. They were really trendy for a minute there. Now I can't think of anything worse than wearing that. All of the pieces that are really, like, that stay in my wardrobe for years and years and years are classic and fairly neutral. So that's what these influences I find, like, Claire and Lily and even, like, you know, Matilda Jeff, if you're into her and, you know, that those kinds of influences is they don't tend to wear a ton of that. I feel like all their looks are really built around that like capsule neutral sort of aesthetic. And I just think that's really interesting because that's what everyone's gravitating towards a little bit. And they're sort of the pieces that I don't mind investing in. Like I'll, I'll pull my pop, like my wallet out quicker and invest in those pieces than like a bright green lime green blazer that would look cool with like one pair of shoes that I own and I'd probably wear it once and donate it you know it's just I'm trying to be a little bit more conscious when I'm picking my pieces but if you don't have any sort of you can't try and get a a handle on who your muses and your inspo is check those people out if you haven't already obviously I haven't really mentioned anyone that's not you know, on everyone's radar already. But if you do have a similar aesthetic to me and you do sort of struggle to put looks together, like we've all been there, they're the ones that I tend to go to the most to Pinterest. And I'm, I'm so tempted to make my Pinterest public at the moment. It's private because I have so many like random like boards that I've put together that make no sense and probably no one would care about. But maybe I should make like some of these boards public so that you guys can just... I don't know, pin ones from the boards that I've already made or just go to mine if you can't be bothered to make your own, which I totally get. If you guys would be into that, I can totally do that. I've always been like, I feel like my Pinterest is like a gateway to my soul. (laughs) So I've always been like kind of nervous to make all my boards public, but maybe it's time because I know that it's so helpful when other people do that. So maybe I should just bite the bullet um, and make it public for you guys. So let me know if that's something you'd find valuable. Okay, guys, I feel like that podcast episode was all over the shop. I don't know if that's just me, but I kind of dipped and dived into a few different things. I feel like half of it was fashion and half of it was DNA profiling, which I totally get is rogue. But I feel like that's what this podcast is going to be like. I'm just going to talk about, you know, things I think you guys might be interested in and things that I love. So you might get a little bit of that from time to time. But thank you guys so much for listening. As always, please head to the Kindest Regards pod to let me know what you want on upcoming episodes and your thoughts. And I love chatting to you guys. If you have any questions, you my DMs are always open as always. So I'll chat to you guys soon. Yeah.